Girl, I'm so glad you're here. I know you're crazy busy. So before we get started, I want to give you a gift. It's my new guide called, wait for it, five steps to simplify your focus in five minutes. Now you may need this if you've ever felt like you're being pulled in too many directions. So you do a little of this, then a little of that, and you get whiplash from trying to do all the things that seem to all matter all at the same time, your faith, your relationships, your work or business, your household, and who even has time for fun anymore. Anyway, instead of throwing your hands up in exhaustion and opting for scrolling or binging, let's be honest, who hasn't been there? Set a timer for five minutes, open up this guide and go through these five simple steps. And I promise you'll know exactly where to put your focus right now. So you don't waste your time on less important things. Sound amazing. I know you're here to make an impact for him. So let's redeem your time. My friend head over to lissafiggins.com forward slash five, and I'll whisk it off to your inbox ASAP. And if you're multitasking, because who doesn't, I'll drop the link in the show notes for you. Hey girl, I see you. You long to live fully present, to redeem your time as a faith-led woman, but you feel yourself pulled in so many directions, you're spread way too thin more often than not. And you find that life hits you from all sides, keeping you busy beyond belief, double-minded and distracted. You are not alone. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast. You know that God has a bigger purpose for you than just juggling all the things, yet you can't seem to pause the noise long enough to discover what that is. So you just keep doing more, thinking you're not doing enough or that you're not enough. But somewhere inside, you hear that quiet voice whisper, that's not the life he intends for you. True that. Hey friend, I'm Lissa, fellow sister in Christ, wife, empty nester, and recovering to-do list girl. After trying to keep all the balls in the air for too long, I was exhausted, but I finally let go of doing all the things. And that's when God showed me how to redeem my time for him. Warning, his plans are always better than ours. Imagine redefining your God-given purpose to focus on what matters most in your stage of life, realigning your schedule to create space to invest where it counts and redeeming how you live each day to make a bigger impact for eternity. And maybe you're doing it all in your favorite holy jeans and Jesus saves graphic tea. This is the podcast for you, my friend. Grab a cup of joe, brew yourself some tea, or mix up a fizzy. And be sure to grab your journal or your notes app because we're going to get to work. I pray this both blesses and challenges you. Are you ready? Hey, friend. So good to have you back again. If you're listening to this the day this episode airs, we're less than a week away from Christmas, and you've probably got a lot on your to-do list. So the fact that you're pausing life for the next few minutes or taking me along for the ride today does not go unnoticed by me. Thank you for being one of my favorite listeners. And as an extra thank you, I'd love to send you a little gift. Yep, actually something that shows up in your mailbox, not just your inbox. Just a small token from me to remind you to redeem your time and keep it top of mind when life gets busy. So if you want one in your mailbox, I got to hear from you. All you need to do is leave this podcast a quick review about the value it brings and why others might want to listen. Then take a screenshot and email me at lissa at redeemhertime.com and I'll send a gift out to you. I promise it'll just take you two minutes to pause and do that. And it means the world to me because then More busy faith-led women will get to hear about this podcast and what we talk about to redeem our time for kingdom purposes. Speaking of to-do lists, did you detox from yours since the last week on episode 92? Good for you. 
Maybe you're going cold turkey with all three strategies I shared, or maybe you're taking it one list at a time. Either way, I'm cheering you on, my friend. And I want to remind you, just like with any addiction, it's hardest to go without at the beginning, but soon you'll experience the freedom of not having it on your counter or on your mind all day long, weighing you down and keeping you from being more present with the purposes, the people, and passions that God has put in your life. Go back to episode 91 for how to follow Jesus' example to be more present in those three areas. Because we're working towards a life that is not dictated by a list of demands, whether they come from the world around us, the people around us, or the voice within, so that we can be more present with who and what matters most. Because we got work to do, girl, to make an impact for him. Are you with me? We've been having so many great conversations, challenges, and connections over in the Redeem Her Time membership community, and we saved you a spot. Come check us out and get your first three days for free on me. It just takes a minute to do it at lissafiggins.com slash join. And I'll leave that in the show notes for my multitasking friends. Today, we're talking about the B word. No, don't worry. This is not an explicit show, so you don't have to cover your kids, your grandkids ears. Do you know what the B word is? Yep. Busy. I've been talking a lot to a lot of you over the past few days, weeks, months, and years. And when I ask... How's life lately? Do you know what answer I hear 98% of the time? You guessed it, busy or some form of it. Crazy busy, always running. My plate is full or overflowing. I can't do one more thing. Life is always busy. And you know what? I don't just get that answer a week before Christmas. I get it all year long. Do you know why? Because we think we're busy due to a specific holiday or season or stage of life or circumstance. But the reality is, Most of our world is chronically busy and you're lying to yourself. If you say after fill in the blank, life will slow down because without the right mindset, commitment, and action, nothing is going to change that you will always feel busy. That's why I'm here to share three ways to stop using the B word starting today. Life doesn't have to be hectic and hurried. It can be peaceful and even paced. I know I didn't think so either, but I'm living proof because I was that girl who was too busy. As a wife, mom, and leader, my life was way busy. I was showing up on the outside, but not fully present on the inside. I knew something had to change, and I decided I had enough of the busy hamster wheel. So I started to ask the Lord what he wanted me to focus on, and that's when I started being more present. Now, I've created space in my schedule for spending quiet time with God, enjoying date night with my hubby, pouring into other women, serving at my church, and taking care of me, finally. And my friend, it's time for you to have the same. So first, let's start off with a definition. After you hear this, I really want you to think about whether you want this word to describe your life, and more importantly, if it's what God wants for your life. Are you ready for it? Busy. Adjective. Having a great deal to do. Occupied with another object of attention. Full of activity excessively detailed or fussy, otherwise engaged. So is busy really what you want to hear and wear around like a badge of honor? Is that what God wants for the time that you are here on this earth? Listen to this example sentence. She had been too busy to enjoy herself. Ugh. if you grew up in the seventies, like me, you may remember that we had this thing that hung on the wall with a cord and numbers and a handset. And when it rang, you answered it. But what happened when someone called and you were already on the phone? You got a busy signal, right? I bet it's been a while since you've heard that beep. Someone must not have liked hearing the busy signal so much and then developed a way to switch over to answer even if you were already on the phone or to send the call straight to voicemail 
I guess we didn't like being told that someone whose attention was busy didn't have attention for us because when you got that busy signal, it said they weren't available. I even remember there were times when you didn't want to take calls that you just took the phone off the hook so no one could get through. Something else was more important that had your attention. Well, if it was a telemarketer, no worries. But what about when it was someone you truly loved and cared about? As I'm recording this, I can't help but think back to when my kids were young in the early 2000s and we watched VeggieTales on repeat. Did you watch the episode about the Good Samaritan? It's based on the parable from the Gospel of Luke about a Jewish traveler stripped of clothing, beat up, and left for dead alongside the road. The part that really got to me was that two people who should have stopped to help didn't, a Jewish priest and a Levite. Both took the time to cross over to the other side of the road. And yet, a Samaritan, one of the Jews' enemies, stopped to help, going above and beyond. As Jesus illustrated, that man was the true neighbor. If you haven't seen the VeggieTales version, there's a song that the priest and the Levite sing called Busy. Let me hum a few lines for you and see if you can relate. It goes like this. We're busy, busy, dreadfully busy. You've no idea what we have to do. Busy, busy, shockingly busy. Much, much too busy for you. Cause we're busy, busy, frightfully busy. More than a bumblebee, more than an ant. Busy, busy, horribly busy. We'd love to help, but we can't. Ta-ta! And then they walked on. Ouch. How many times have we been spouting off how busy we are in life? More than anyone else, of course. So we can't help someone who really needs us. Or worse yet, someone that we say matters to us. Now, hear me in this. I'm not talking about the needy person who continually leeches as much as they can from you and not respecting your boundaries. I'm talking about the person you should and could help and would help if only you weren't so busy. Maybe we've got it all backwards. Maybe we should be too busy doing what matters to not be available for what doesn't. Perhaps you need to not be so available to less important things, that newsfeed, that text, that show, that store, that habit, that bed, so you can be more available to the purposes, the people, and the passions that do matter. It's apparent busy has become the norm, but I got to ask, is it sustainable or like we said earlier, desirable? I don't think so. Because look at the impact it's had on our world. These statistics were shared at an ULA conference my husband and I attended just a few weeks ago that reflect where the average American is in the seven key areas of life based on the past year. Listen to this. 35% of people have put on weight, probably due to being too busy to make healthy food and exercise. And there's a 25% increase in mental health issues due to the stress of a busy life. 70 to 80% of people feel their family is dysfunctional, probably because they're too busy to fully engage in each other's lives. Over 50% of people feel lonely because who has time for friends when life is busy? Nearly 50% of people are going to a job every day they don't love and are considering leaving because it keeps them busy with what they don't want to do. The average person spends $18,000 a year on unnecessary expenses because they're too busy to pay attention to where their money's going. Faith is being removed from everywhere while more and more people say they're too busy to regularly attend church. And we're not having much fun because we're one of the most overworked and overstressed and over busy developed countries in the world. That my friend is a sad state to be in. And did you notice the common theme was busy and for what I have to be honest in the past for me, it was to prove my value, to validate my importance, to gain others approval and to be really vulnerable with you. 
It was often easier for me to keep busy because the noise around me kept hard things in my life at arm's length. If I could just stay busy, I could avoid the silence and what feelings I might experience. And if I was really honest about some of those areas in my life, I didn't know life without busy, like an addict doesn't know life without the high. And it kept building to higher and higher levels of busy and certainly was not going to move in the other direction anytime soon without a major intervention. Busy had become my new normal and I couldn't even remember life before, but I was seeing that my busyness was keeping me from being present with what mattered most in all seven of those areas, my faith, my family, my friends, my field of work, my finances, my fitness, and my fun. It was through a friend who introduced me to the concept of how to live by design instead of default that I started to make changes and pull back from busy. But what really spurred on the changes was a book that my dad lovingly sent me without asking (laughs) the ruthless elimination of hurry by pastor John Mark Comer ruthless meaning having or showing no pity or compassion elimination meaning the complete removal or destruction of something hurry. Well, AKA busy. I honestly thought I was doing better in removing the busy from my life, but that book was life shaping in awakening me to how many ways it was part of my DNA as an achiever and a doer and how I needed to completely get rid of it and give it no quarter. If I wanted to be emotionally healthy and spiritually alive in the chaos of the modern world, as the tagline of the book states, I'm deciding right here and now that this book is going to be one of my book club books we study this next year. So be sure you're inside my community or go to lissafiggins.com forward slash book to see our current book and schedule so you can join us. All I can say now is thanks, dad. You saw it even when I didn't. And I'm not here a year later saying there's no trace of busy left in my life, but I am vigilant about identifying it and removing it before it takes root in my life again. Speaking of the Redeem Her Time community, one of our members shared this Socrates quote just last week. What perfect timing. Beware the busyness. I'm sorry. Beware the barrenness of a busy life. Let me say that again. Beware the barrenness of a busy life. That, my friend, is powerful. How often have we believed the lie that busy is a full life? And yet it often leaves us feeling empty because we've been busy about the wrong things the things that won't last. So if you're feeling busy too, let me ask you, busy about what? In the VeggieTales song I sang, it referenced being busier than a bumblebee and an ant. Have you ever watched those creatures scurrying across the ground or flying through the air? They're not busy about things that don't matter. They're not busy for no reason. In fact, Proverbs 6, 6 through 8 tells the sluggard, aka the lazy person, to learn from the ant. Listen to this. Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider its ways and be wise. Sound like Ephesians 5 about not living as unwise, but as wise? Back to the ant. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler. In other words, no one telling it what to do and when. Yet, it stores its provisions in summer and gathers its food at harvest. It does what it was created to do, and it doesn't waste time, energy, or focus on anything else. Oh, how easily we are distracted by being busy, doing things that are not in alignment with our God-given purpose to know him, to make him known and to love those around us. And notice, the ant is not lying around just soaking up the sun or binging Netflix or buying more things it doesn't need. It's just here doing what it's meant to do. Now, even though we may look at an ant or bumblebee as busy, that's not considered busy in God's eyes because that's exactly how he created them. Hmm. So that got me thinking. What's a girl to do if she decides she really doesn't want busy to be what defines her life? I've been thinking about this. And I want to share three ways to stop being busy. Got your journal or your notes app to jot these down? Number one, change your mindset. 
In other words, remove the word busy from your vocabulary and your thoughts. Don't give yourself busy as an option to tell yourself or others. Blessed, abundant, overflowing, unbelievable. All those are better words to reply with that will evoke positive thoughts and feelings. Do you hear the difference? Try it the next time someone asks you. Catch yourself before you say you're busy and see how they respond. I bet they'll not just walk by thinking you don't have time for them. Because you see, it all starts with the truth we focus on. That's why it's so important to renew your mind with the truth of scripture. We have to guard our hearts and minds, as it says in Colossians 2.8. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. The hustle-hurry culture is trying to take us captive for sure, but it doesn't have to. Instead of being busy about all the things you're concerned about in this world, bring them to him. In Philippians 4, 6-7, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That sounds like the opposite of busy. Seek after that, my friend. Number two, identify what truly matters. We started with your mindset, and now we're moving to commitment. Because just saying you don't want to be busy or using different words doesn't change anything. And neither will putting all your focus on the things you don't want to keep doing. In fact, often focusing on what you don't want will only consume more of your time, thoughts, and attention. Instead, ask yourself, what really matters in this stage of life? If you're a faith-led woman, your faith and growing your relationship with God every day should definitely top the list. And what about your family? Are you married? Are your kids at home or out of the house? Do you have grandkids to love on? Aging parents and in-laws? Extended family that needs your attention? Then think about what other relationships are important to pour into. What about close friends? What about further acquaintances? And what would that even look like? What's important about the work you've been given to do? whether that's working for someone else, for yourself, or just to benefit your home or community. And what's important in your finances? Is it setting aside savings, investing, paying down debt, tithing, or giving? And don't forget your wellness, both physical and mental. What matters to enjoy longevity and quality of life doing what you love? Next week, I'm going to take you through an exercise to help you get clear in each area. But for now, identify just a few things that truly matter that are in alignment with your God-given purpose in this stage of your life, that are about kingdom purposes. Commit to the things that are important right now. And remember, not all things matter equally at all times. And number three, take radical action. It's not just enough to think the words or even commit to them. Just like the ants, you have to do what you were created to do. Their advantage is they don't have to process what to do and what not to do. It's just naturally programmed into them. Right after I read that book my dad gave me, I came across another one called The More of Less by Joshua Becker. In it, he talks about taking radical action to declutter, which really means intentionally removing the unnecessary to create space for what matters. That's what you need to do with your schedule. Want to get really crazy? Clear everything off your calendar and start with a clean slate. Then only time block in the people and things you just said matter most. And don't feel like everything needs equal attention every day. That would mean if you're looking at all seven areas, you'd be giving each area exactly 207.5 minutes a day. We all know that's not going to work. So determine what needs your attention daily, what is more weekly or monthly or quarterly, and then block out the time for it, making sure to leave some white space, some margin for God to work and for when unexpected things that are important come up. And no, that does not include the amazing flash sale on your favorite website. 
We're going to dive more into how to do this in the coming episodes. But like I said a few weeks ago, why wait till January 1st when there's benefit to starting now? In fact, the replay and workbook are available from that free workshop. So you can go to lissafiggins.com slash Jan, and I'll send that to your inbox and I'll drop it in the show notes because I'm going to take you through four steps to be less busy about what doesn't matter and focus on what does. That is life shaping, my friend. So let's do a quick review. If you want to stop being busy, one, change your mindset Two, identify what matters. Three, take radical action. In Haggai 1.6, we see the true outcome of busy. You have sown much and harvested little. You eat, but you never have enough. You drink, but you never have your fill. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages does so to put them into a bag with holes. Wow. I don't remember reading that gem before preparing for this podcast. But you would think that that was written today to describe our busy world and lives, right? And yet, that is exactly how most of the world lives us included. So let's live differently in light of the fact that we are redeemed and we have a bigger purpose beyond just surviving the day. Are you with me? In a few weeks, I'm going to challenge and invite you to come join me for a 40 day busy fast for Lent. You may have done some kind of fast in the past for the 40 days leading up to Easter, or perhaps you've only watched others quote, suffer for Jesus from the sidelines. The purpose of a fast of Lent is to lay something down that's occupying your attention so you can focus it on who God is what he has done, and what he is doing in your life. So today, I want to challenge you. Pray about what what he might be leading you to fast from with us for Lent that's adding to your busy. Maybe it's a social media site or all of them that's sucking up your time. Maybe it's an app or a website that keeps you looking down instead of around. Maybe it's a store that keeps you wandering the aisles. Maybe it's the time that it takes to go out to eat too often instead of eating at home or signing your kids up for too many things or yourself or sleeping in so your day is half over and feels rushed. I don't know what that is for you, and you may not yet know either, but I pray this episode has gotten you thinking about busy in your own life. Pray that God will show you what he wants you to lay down, and I'll pray that too. And I'm guessing in most cases, we won't want to go back to busy after those 40 days. I can't wait to see what God does. Remember, he doesn't want distracted and busy for you. We talked about that on episode 87. He wants presence and purpose for you. And that doesn't include busy. Thankfully, he always knows better than we do. And I'm going to venture to guess that if you feel busy, you probably say you don't have time to do what he's called you to for kingdom purposes, right? If you experience busy at any level, may I pray for you? Dear Jesus, right now, even in the midst of a busy world, would you fill this sweet sister with your peace? Remind her that you have not created her to be busy all day long and to fill her days, weeks, and months with what doesn't matter. You created her for a purpose, to make an impact in this world and to live in light of the fact that she is redeemed. Thank you for showing us by example when your son was on this earth that we can be busy about your work, but not be busy in the way the world defines it. Help her to see where busy has taken root in her life and the effect it has not only on her, but also on those around her. Give her the strength to ruthlessly eliminate busy in her life and to create healthy boundaries around rhythms and routines of rest and renewal so that she can do what you have called her to do. And Father, may she always remember that she is not alone. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, my friend. I'll drop the links in the show notes for the community, the book club, and the free workshop I mentioned. In fact, let's continue this conversation and implementation over in the Redeem Her Time community. That's our exclusive community off of social where we can encourage, 
challenge and come alongside one another, distraction-free, around topics like we've talked about today. You can join us at lissafiggins.com forward slash join. And once you're in, you can access the community online or via an app to make it even easier. Inside the community, we have live calls, exclusive content, and so many resources to help you make lasting change. It's the place to be if you want to take the next step to redeem your time. So let's meet up over there. Thanks for joining me in this episode. And until next time, remember, you do have all the time you need to do all he has called you to. Focus on who and what matters most to redeem your time, because you are here for such a time as this. Hey friend, before you go, were you touched by this episode? I pray it blessed you, challenged you, or grew you in a way that moves you to take action in your life. So what was the one thing that God laid on your heart today? I'd love to hear, so I'll drop a link in the show notes for where to share while it's top of mind. If this podcast added value for you, before the crazy busy world creeps back in, would you share this episode with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough? And it would mean the world to me if you, while you're here, you take a quick minute to leave a review on the platform where you're listening. That way, I know if you're liking the show. Plus, it just makes my heart smile. And before we go, I want to remind you, go grab your free guide to simplify your focus in five minutes. For those times when you feel like you're going in a million directions, but not getting anywhere. Tell me where to send it at lissafiggins.com forward slash five. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time because these are difficult days. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. I'll see you next week, friend. God bless.